Jay Solomon. This is Ray Bradshaw, Mr. RTBA. Mr. Lee Boys can touch me on my worst day. This is the Spit Bucket Podcast. It's your boy, Mr. RTBA, Mr. 214, Senior Dos Uno Cuarto, Senior Dos Catorce, Mr. Undeniable, Mr. D Boys Can't Touch Me <coughs> on my worst day. Right here with my dog, my partner in crime, Mr. JJ Solomon. What's popping, my guy? What's going on? Happy New Year, bro. Great, great Man. to be back. Fresh year, 2023. First episode of the of the brand new year. How's it going for you so far? Man, it's going good, bro. Just blessed to see another day, you know. Um Salute to everybody out there from the 214 to across the pond. Yes, sir. We got a special, special show for y'all today, man. We got a uh, right here. I'm editing my name. So can you tell them what we got going while we're working on? Yeah, we got Stephen Breadman Edwards on the show. Um, former world championship coach. Um, new world championship yep. coach. Well, what, world championship coach. World. He had unified champs. He's championship had a, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that good stuff right there. Whoopty whoop. And he also got a fighter in Kyron Davis who fighting on this card tonight. But, you know, before we get to that, we got to pay some bills, JJ. Let's pay some bills. Say what's up to our friends over at KO. Give us a quick second. And after the break, we got uh, Coach Stephen Bradman Edwards on the show. We all have battles. We fight. We train. We work. And we celebrate. We are all one. I can't do anything if I can't walk in my prosthetic. It's a lot of pain that I feel throughout my day. It can be very intense. Now I just put that balm over it and it will heal up much faster and it will let the callus recover. That's amazing. It is a total game changer. I am hooked. I am absolutely, I just, I'm just hooked. Life is hard. KO makes it better. KOCBD.com. KOCBD.com, pain relief, anxiety, sleep, all sorts of stuff, man. Y'all check it out. KOCBD.com, use the discount code TSB10. But without further ado, let's welcome to the show championship coach, Stephen Breadman Edwards. How are you, sir? How you guys doing, man? Appreciate you having me on. Hey, no, we, we appreciate you uh, taking out the time to come on. We know you got a big fight this weekend on who I think is the biggest star one of the biggest stars on the planet in uh, Javante Tank Davis. You got a fighter fighting on that card in Kyron Davis. And we really pr appreciate you and have much gratitude for you taking out the few minutes to come on here, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate that. How's the new year been treating you, man? Good, man. Just grinding, man. I'm just grinding. Grinding, grinding, grinding. And one thing I, I get the vibes from you, man, is is all work, all business. All the, all the glitz and glamour are really in for you, just from what I've seen from you in the past. So, But the big weekend coming up, man. How's, how's camp going? How's uh, how's Mr. Davis looking? What what are your thoughts for tomorrow or for Saturday? Karan's looking good, man. 
he had a couple little um little setbacks in camp, but he's a tough kid. So he's taking this, you know, stay busy fight just so we can get the bigger and better things. Seems like all the fights that he takes, he's always got to come in at the dog on the bottom. But uh, he got the kind of character where he can overcome that. So, um, you know, he's doing pretty good. Hopefully everything goes right, and then we get a big fight in the uh, spring and summer. This is very interesting, Coach, because um, you got Kyron Davis uh, who coming out, coming off a knockout uh, loss to David Benavidez, and you're also now coaching the guy in Caleb Plant who's going to fight. Uh, David Benavidez in the near future. So tell me about Kyron. Um, because when you're coming off a knockout loss, um, it's more mental than anything. Uh, would you observing him going through this training camp? Is his mental all the way there? He's fine, man. That wasn't nothing. That's why I stopped the fight so he didn't take too much damage. Honestly, I'll be honest with you, that's on me. That, lo that loss is on me. You know, the truth is, is that we just on standby. So what happens is with all of the stuff with the bubble and people uh, with getting sick and coming down with COVID, you'll be on standby for a fight, right? So like a lot of times you get paid for not even having the fight. You get like $10,000 just to be on standby, the guys in your weight division. So we was on standby. I never thought that he would be fighting, you know? So when they called me and told me that Uzi Techie, the positive, I'm an honorable guy, so I'm like, all right, you know, shit, we got to take this fight on two weeks' notice. But um, that loss on me, you know, I, I look, I probably shouldn't have told him never even to take the fight, but uh, he stood up, you know, he, yeah. he, he didn't quit, he was a man, he was in there to win, and uh, I stopped the fight because that's like a second son in me, I care about him. And I didn't want to see him get hurt, and it really wasn't worth it, you know. And it wasn't that uh, Benavidez hit so hard. Uh, I think he's a good puncher, but it wasn't nothing that Karan never felt before. It was just that I knew Karan didn't have no stamina, and he wouldn't be able to come back because he, he didn't have a second win because he took the fight on two weeks' notice. So that's the main reason why I stopped the fight. But his mental is fine. He's a tough kid. He don't even... You know what he was literally saying to me in the corner? Don't stop the fight. He can't fight. <laughs> Damn, I'm, he can't I'm, punch. I'm not lying. That's, wow. what, that's what he was saying to me. He, he, he like, he's not like a street kid or a kid to try to act tough or anything like that, but he's a real hard dude. That kind of stuff don't bother him. He he, he was fine. That's good. He, that's he, good. He honestly was. He's not like an overthinker. He don't care about that kind of stuff. He just didn't want to get a stoppage on his record. So that's why he kept telling me, don't stop the fight. Because he takes hey. pride in not going down and having a good chin. He was like, let me go the distance. He's he not, he not punching like that. And I'm like, no, he, it, it ain't worth it. Your pay yeah. not going to change. So I thought nope. that was that was 100% on me. He, he didn't want the fight stop. Man, but hey, and it's not like it's some schmuck, you know? It's not like you guys, you guys got stopped by, you know, some journeyman. So that David Benavidez, a lot of people call him the Mexican monster coined by Mike Tyson. But one thing I want to touch on, you mentioned he's like a son to you. I, if I'm not mistaken, J-Rock was your first fighter, right? Your first trainer? Or your, your first fight you were training. But you've been, how long have you been with Karan? Karan oh. was my second. I got you. So, so I was training Julian. Karan is a couple years behind Julian in the amateurs. And Karan reached out to Julian one day on Facebook and was like, man, I need some work. 
So Julian came to the gym was like, man, this little kid named Karan, I don't really remember him because he's like four years younger than me, but he just wants some work. She used to take a look at him because he won nationals at 165. He probably going to like him. He came out to the gym, him and Julian tore it up, man, for about eight rounds. And Karan happened to be the nephew of my high school basketball coach. And then we linked up, and I just started training them ever since. So, Coach, you said you took the fight on two weeks' notice with Kyron. How long did y'all have uh, for this fight? What was the notice? Did y'all have a full count? This fight right here, January 7th? Mm -hmm. uh, it was full enough. At this level, anything over five, six weeks is cool. It, it was full enough. We had time. That'll work, man. Now, now uh, just bringing it back to, to the conversation you were having about David Benavidez and not having only being two weeks notice, did you guys get enough from that fight? You as a trainer, you as the guy who comes up with the game plan, did you guys get enough to to for Caleb? I mean, do y'all have an understanding? Is there is there a solid game plan in place? Do you feel like that fight is going to help you and Caleb Plant for the super fight that we're hoping to see the later this year? Um, Caleb and Karan are different fighters, so they go about things a different way. People ask me the same thing about Anthony, because if you remember, Karan fought Anthony to a draw. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but they different fighters. I did see some things in David that um, it's not really a weakness, but everybody just has little tendencies that they, they do. So I did see some things, but I'm not basing anything on the Karan fight. They just different. Okay, Coach, I got a two-part question for you. I want to go back to Julian and J-Rock Williams. Um, first, I want to know how monumental uh, that was to become a world champion coach. And the second part is, what happened with you and J-Rock? Um, well, it was extremely gratifying. It was a lot of hard work to get to that point. Uh, definitely gratifying. I mean, you know, a great victory, especially winning the fight on the road in another guy's hometown as a big underdog. It was definitely uh, a very gratifying and satisfying moment. Um, what happened with it, you know, just sometimes two strong little people clash, but we cool. Uh, he actually, I'm training him again. Oh, that's uh, good, man. That's cool. So, uh, you know, it's just sometimes you just butt heads, man, you know. But um, we, 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 we got back together, and uh, hopefully um, we get another shot, shot and shock the world again. There you go, man. Now, question on that. Did it impact you in a negative way for you, for your first fighter to become a champ? Did it, was it too easy? Did you think in your head, man, this is going to be easy? My first fighter, was, I took him straight to championship level. No, I didn't think it was going to be easy because the work that I had to do to get there, he won the title in 2019. Man, I used to pick the kid up from the bus stop, <laughs> yeah, take man. him to the gym. I'm not exaggerating. Drop 45 minutes, take him to the gym. Drop him back off. And then in the morning time, 5 o'clock in the morning, pick him up again and make sure that he was doing his run because I wanted to ensure that I was going to have a world champion. So, you know, people... I've had trainers like say to me like, man, I thought you had it too easy. And you know, that's why we didn't we didn't see eye to eye or whatever. And I say you didn't see the work that I put in. 
you you didn't see me spending two hundred dollars a week on gas, and my fighter was only making a thousand dollars. You ain't you didn't see me waking up five o'clock in the morning in twenty degrees. Well, on his sure. runs, we go back home, we go to sleep, and then I get back up three o'clock in the afternoon and drive back through rush hour traffic and stay in the gym for two hours. And you ain't you didn't see me do that for for nine years till we got to the type. You ain't have to go through that Charlo uppercut and then get <laughs> that. Yeah. So people say it was easy, but I, I'm not saying this in a cocky way, but I earned it all and did and and and, and it wasn't easy. I, I did everything I could to ensure that I was going to have a world champion so I could have a resume in this game. And and just because I got it with my first fighter, that don't mean it was easy. It took a lot. Yeah. Julian no is a hard-headed kid. It took a lot. We didn't have no financial backers. None of them. I did it all on my own muscle. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's real. He didn't take no money from nobody. And it was just me and him. You know, and that was, that was probably part of our clash because when other people start getting involved, everybody else don't have an opinion. Oh, yeah. And I'm just yeah. not used to having nobody else's opinion when it comes to him because me and him, the one that did all of the work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's probably why we, you know, we had our clash. But we all good now. You know, yeah. um, he just fought in October, November. He's going to be fighting again in the spring, and then he's going to have a big fight at 160. So speaking of that, Coach, like, that's news to my ear and a lot of other people, you know, that you back in this corner. I absolutely didn't know that. So tell me, because I know that was tough. You being with this guy for nine years, making it to the pinnacle, you and him making it to the pinnacle, and then y'all having y'all class. What was that talk like of y'all coming back together? Um, it really... It, he kind of just walked up to me and started talking. <laughs> to be honest, that's really what it was. When I was walking out the gym, just walked up to me and started talking. And you know, he told, he told me was his perspective. Hard? Was it hard? For you, knowing that you went day in and day out with this guy, and then he leave you. Was that hard for you to take him back? Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. To be honest, it was. Because I'm really not like that. You know, but my uh, my daughter, um, she told me to, uh, my daughter said, Dad, you always tell us to forgive. You need wow. to forgive him and train him again. My daughter been around him. I would train her before she was born. And, um, <laughs> I love that man. She's the one who told me that. She's like, you always tell us because I got two kids. So when they fight, I'm like, y'all can't be walking around the house holding grudges against each other. Because my son is crazy. He like me. He wow. holds grudges. And he fights hard and he holds grudges and he don't speak and all that kind of stuff. So my daughter was like, Dad, you tell me not to hold grudges. You can't hold grudges against Julian. He's just a young guy. Damn, that's like, incredible, oh, dude. Yeah. It's incredible how our kid, how our kiddos sometimes will come and teach us life lessons, or or you know you're doing your job right, man. My my daughter and uh, and my wife, they the ones. It was like they was like take him back, and I was like, because oh. well, they good, know how man. I am. Once I get like that, I'm like, 
you know, I, I, I kind of, I'm not really that kind of person. No, I understand what you're saying because my guy JJ, before I got with this dude a year and a half ago, like he changed my whole mentality of thinking because you know, I was the type just like you, like you do something to me, but you know, I understand exactly where you're coming from, Coach. Grace, forgiveness, all that good stuff, man. Speaking on like relationships, I want to bring it back to the Caleb Plant thing. You know, Caleb Plant won. Uh, we had our first annual Golden Bucket, you know, our fighter of the year, all that sort of deal. Caleb, we gave Caleb Plant the, the knockout of the year, dude. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the the element between you two. You you were telling us how, you know, you spent all this time on Julian and, you know, it was just y'all two. That's got to be a little bit different with somebody with Caleb that that isn't um, what is it, a blank slate or, a, you know, yours to, to, to mold. How is that element different for you training somebody like Caleb than it is training somebody like J-Rock? Is it more difficult for you as a coach? No, it's not. You know what, man? The hardest thing about being a coach is when you spread yourself thin. And with Caleb, I'm in Vegas. It's just me and him. He runs a very, very organized team. With Julian, he's younger, and I had to run the camp. With Caleb, all I got to do is just show up with the game plan. So actually, oh, nice. it's easy. You know, he's he got a real, he's real resourceful with his dad and his wife and all his team around him. We got our gym schedule. We got our strength and conditioning schedule. I picked his sparring partners, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's, very, it's actually very easy, and there's no distractions. It's, it's just me and him. Only difference is that I'm getting him at a different age. I, I got Julian at 20. I got Caleb at 30. But it's, it's easy. It's not hard at all. It's just two hours a day for eight weeks, and we just grind it. You know, all so business. It's easy to train. He's um, he a yeah, very you, easy kid to train. You deserve a lot of credit, right? Because yeah. Caleb Plant came <laughs> off a terrible loss. We have to keep it a book. He came off a terrible loss against Canelo. And when a guy come off a loss like that who ain't never knew how to lose, and then he get beat like that, it's hard for some guys to come back. And with you coming in this corner, creating that game plan, that put a whole new light to show how good of a coach you was. Was that gratifying? It was because, you know, there's always a lot of talks on who's the best coach and who's this and who's that. And I always say it's too hard to quantify because we all taking fights under different circumstances. If, you know, I'm taking fights personally as a huge underdog. I'm taking guys that just got stopped, and then I got to go in the ring and build their self-esteem, their next fight. Julian didn't win the title on his first title shot. He won it on his second one. So we had to get over that uppercut from Charlo that everybody laughed at and talked about. You know what I'm saying? So honestly, I think that's why Caleb picked me because he know I've been through the mud before. You know, and a lot of times when everybody talks about who the best coach is, I say, listen, y'all got to tell me who the coaches that's taking fights as a six and seven to one underdog and still competing because that's the hardest thing to do in boxing. When you bring in the Julian Williams to DC to fight Jared Hurd as a six to one underdog, or even Karan Davis versus Anthony Durrell during the COVID, move him up and wait on short notice, and he there to get knocked out, and it don't work out the way they want it to work out. Or even at a lower level, a guy like Zach Ochoa against Brandon Lee, 
Brandon Lee look a little bit different oh, yeah. as that forward back. So I got a resume for that, being the guy that's on the bottom and having to fight. That's a little different if you were 15 to 1 favor and you know you got the better guy in the fight. It's how you can compete on the level even when you're not supposed to win. You know what I'm saying? So I stay humble with that, but I appreciate that, brother, because it ain't it ain't um it's not easy, but I'm built for it. You know what I'm saying? I got I got high self-esteem. I don't let nobody tell me uh, <laughs> anything bad about me, man. You can't you ain't gonna talk down to me. You're not gonna tell me that I'm not that. I don't believe in that. My kids is like that, and that energy feed off to my fighters. I'm not only act like I'm a tough guy, but nobody's gonna belittle me or make me think low of myself because I may not have succeed on that particular day. My son just had a basketball game, he didn't have his best game. I hugged him and said, Bro, that ain't gonna change nothing. I still absolutely do. And you know what he did the next game? He went out there and he went berserk. So I don't I don't I don't I don't allow that to seep into my fighters. We we don't we don't go through that. Would you say that you I mean you out of Philly, man, and that's a that's obviously a hot spot for the sport. It's been for a long, long, long time. Did you get that from did you did you, were you under some mentorship with you know any any of the trainers out there, or is that just kind of your upbringing and how you are? Um I have a couple mentors in boxing, but not like so much training. It's more like life. You understand what I'm saying? Well, I just pick up on things. Like, I watched Nazem Richardson. I watched Virgil Hunter. I watched Victor Conti. I just got people that I just, like, watch and see how they conduct their lives and how they were successful, how they've been through tough things and overcoming, things like that. In the gym, uh, I watched Nazem Richardson. Not so much training, but just he had high self-esteem. He always, like, you just had to be around. He's a special guy. So, you know, he probably mentored me from afar, but he didn't know he was mentoring because I just watched him. I never really asked him nothing. I just watched him and I just talked to him. And then I picked up things on my own. I just know how to pick up things. I know how I watch older guys that are very wise and I just I, I allow myself to be mentored that way. You know what I mean? So that's probably things that I did pick up from people, but a lot of that stuff is instilled, you know, um, my, um, my mom, my mom had a good, strong mom, my stepdad, he did, real, he, he was a real strong guy. My grandfather was probably the biggest influence in my life. He was a Korean war veteran. So he taught me a lot about street women, everything, you know, and he, um, he was probably the biggest influence in my life. So, Love to hear it, man. It's no date. I haven't seen a date for this Caleb Plant fight yet. I'm not here to ask you a date because mm -hmm. I'm not going to But is it? I mean, I'm hearing March. That's what I'm hey, hearing. I don't know hey, Craig, hey, hearing. if he wants to tell us, let him tell us. Fight was in March. <laughs> when would you go and camp with Caleb if it um, was in March? I'm going to say this. I'm not the one that can say the date. Caleb and David are going to announce the date. But I'm about to leave the camp pretty soon. And I'll leave it at that. And we I, love it. I, I know I know y'all used to guys not fighting and lying and all that kind of stuff. They fight. My flights have been booked. My Airbnb has been booked. We ready to rock. Oof. We ain't ducking no smoke. We're gonna fight. I they love it, dude. Caleb not scared of him. Y'all think you're gonna pull out the fight. Ain't none of that happening. We gonna fight. 
I'm spending about nine, ten weeks away from my family. We fighting, brother. Trust me, we fighting. So I, I, I've been hearing the rumors. It ain't really starting all that. That's game. I can't tell y'all when it's going to be, but they're fighting. Quick thing. Caleb fights. He, he lives and trains out of Vegas, right? So yes, you sir. will be in Vegas. Look, Corey, we're connecting the dots over here. Corey's trying to be detective, trying to figure out the dates so over here. When y'all hear, when y'all hear that I got off the plane, just start. Y'all know, y'all know what it is. I love it, man. I love it, dude. That's that's. We got a chance to talk to David uh, last year. Well, I did actually. It was during the Spence fight. He was in town. Spence, uh, Ugas, um, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of animosity like we saw in the in the hype to to uh, Darrell. Um, would you say, because obviously, I mean, that, like I said, that was our knockout of the year, man. Uh, it seemed like there was a lot of bad blood there. It was, uh, guys just didn't like each other. Did you see something? Because it, Caleb wasn't an underdog going into that fight. I know you talked a lot about being an underdog coming in, but I didn't anticipate it ending like that. So did you see something in Caleb's game where you said, you know, you could totally change the way people see you? How, how, how did that discussion come along? What you said verbatim, I said that. I went to his room the night before and we had a we took a walk. And I said, Man, how come I don't see the guy in the gym in the fights? Cause I'm telling y'all, he put sparring partners out the same way he did the royal. Boom, turned the water off. In camp. I'm not, I'm not, I don't lie. I don't exaggerate anything. One punch, boom, out. And I'm like, how come I don't see that in real fights? And he told me why. And I said, man, if you show the guy that I've seen in camp behind closed doors in real fights, everybody's going to look at you differently. And he had a look in his eye. He was like, coach, you're going to see him tomorrow. You're going to see him tomorrow. I'm tired of this boy disrespecting me. You're going to see him tomorrow. I could, Bro, I could not believe how explosive he was when I caught the pads with him. And everybody kept saying he couldn't punch. It took everything in me to not correct him. I yeah. had to be like the most humble I could be. I was just like, okay, if y'all believe that, you know, it's more in his personality why he don't score a lot of knockouts. It's not that makes like sense. a punching power. And I seen it in camp. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I'm talking about one shot. Wow, like a baseball bat. I couldn't believe it. I was like, damn. So wow. when the fight came around, everybody's like, Caleb's going to run to a decision. I'm like, all right, okay, we'll see. You know? Hey, coach. Made believers uh, out of us. Yeah, th this is what bothered me and and uh, about Andre Durrell, um leading up to the fight. Anthony. Um, he made a post saying Anthony Durrell. that he'll never let a white boy beat him. Did Caleb have a little extra sauce on him in that training camp, knowing that he tried to define the sport of boxing about color just because Caleb is a Caucasian man and boxing has predominantly been dominated by black fighters? Did Caleb Plant have a little extra sauce on him going into this fight? Um, This was my first fight with him, but I, let's just say he was very motivated. He didn't like those comments. You know, yeah. so 
How, it's, it's hard to look past, man. I know. I heard. I forgot where I saw you talking about it. I heard you say you you're cool with Darrell, though. There's, I mean, has that carried over that the the, the hype of the fight and stuff? Are you guys solid? Julian fought. Julian fought in November on Andre Darrell card or on on David Morrell card in Minnesota. So I seen Anthony. Um, man, I'm 46 years old. I don't. I don't get into all of that back and forth. I don't even talk yeah. about stuff like that on the internet. If y'all haven't followed me, I talk about basketball with my kids. Yeah, so I, um, <laughs> I don't have no axe to grind with, with Anthony. You know, whatever he said, he got to live with. But I've always been cool with Anthony. I knew Anthony before I knew Caleb. So I don't let that kind of stuff carry over. This is a business to me. I'm just a team plan. You know, uh, had I known Anthony, I mean, had I been on the outside looking in and I wasn't involved with either one, I would have told Anthony to stop lighting the fire under Caleb and let the sleeping dog lie. But that's not my business because I was on team plan. So I let Anthony say all the stuff that he wanted to say in boxing. You know, at the day you got to go in the ring and fight the guy. But nothing carried over. As soon as Anthony saw me, he walked up to me and shook my hand. It's not, you know. Ah, yeah, you love to hear that, man. That's good to hear. Now, um, did that uh, just talking about the, the Benavidez matchup? You know, if you ask, if you ask a hundred boxing fans, they're going to they're going to say Benavidez power, Benavidez power. That's all you hear. Has has the Darrell fight fight unlocked something new in Caleb? Did is are we going to see a more aggressive Caleb Plant? Where now we're going to start hearing about his knockout power? You know what, man? We, if you notice, he boxed his way to a knockout with Anthony. Oh, he yeah, was boxing. Set up. He set it all he up. He was boxing. Man. So. Yeah. I'm not turning him into a puncher. I'm not trying to turn him into a Philadelphia inside fighter. I'm not. I'm, only thing I want to do is make Caleb Plant better. It would be very foolish to try to turn him into a puncher just because of one performance. So I'm not getting into all of that. I'm not falling into that trap. Let everybody say what they want to say. We're coming to win the fight, and we're going to win the fight the best way we can. And if he clip him, he clip him. But I'm not yeah, trying to turn him into that. Hey, now, Coach, I was scrolling up my articles and stuff. I heard the news out of the 215, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, that um, the quarterbacks, you know how when they run through the drills, they hit them with the red pads? I heard y'all quarterback up there, they wasn't hitting him with the red pads. Are you concerned about your quarterback going into the playoffs? No, but you should be concerned about Dak Prescott. <laughs> well, you should be concerned about he, Dak Prescott, brother, because Dak Prescott been breaking your heart for a few years now. Y'all spent a lot of money on free agents. Y'all got all of the great individual talent, but y'all cannot get nowhere in the playoffs. So you should be concerned. Jalen Hurts is a winner. I'm not worried about him one bit. If he's resting, he's resting. That kid got a way about him, man. He got like that Andre Ward way about him where he just understands how to win. I don't worry about him, man. He's going to be just fine. It, it almost feels like you know it. I can look at that look on your face and you know I'm telling the truth. And when somebody you, tells you the truth, <laughs> you got to just be humble. You know it. You know it. When the pressure come on, there's going to be some mistakes. There's going to be some bad play calling. Something's going to happen to stop the Cowboys from succeeding. And it ain't a lack of talent. Look, I will, I will be, I will, I'm never going to, I'm a diehard Cowboy fan, right? I love the boys, but I'm not we a blind Cowboy. Yeah, we're from Dallas. I'm not a blind Cowboys fan. So the things you say, yeah, it's 20 something years of pain every January, December, just pain. 
But some, it looks like we're catching fire, and it looks Philly and the boys are backing into the playoffs. Philly no, I, it's just it's just Jalen Hurts. It's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Hurt. You 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 know what this does? It solidifies that he's the MVP and how important he was to the team. And now that he got taken off, they lost. Now that he got hurt, they lost a couple of games. But when he comes back, they're gonna roll. The kid got a special way about him. It's not just numbers. He understands how to do certain things. He got uncanny timing, and he got like a clutch gene. Like you know, the girls who wanted Jamel Charlo fights, he don't be winning the whole fight. Just hit you right at yeah. a certain time during the fight and clip you and he knock you out. He just got a he got a clutch gene. That's how Jalen Hurts is. Jalen Hurts is a clutch fighter. So, so I mean, you say your quarterback better than our quarterback? It's not about who's better. It's about who has the most influence and the biggest impact on their team. Um, Dak Prescott's been around longer, so I'm not going to say Jalen Hurts is better off of one good year. But if you're asking me who I would rather have right now playing their best, I would rather have Jalen Hurts because I already know what Dak Prescott is going to do. He's a very good quarterback, but he ain't a great quarterback. We don't know what Jalen Hurts is, but Jalen Hurts still got an upside. Coach, you ain't giving Dak enough credit, right? I understand what you're saying about Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts. I think he is a great quarterback, and if the Eagles is smart, they pay that man right now before the next year, like <laughs> like what happened to Dirk. But you, I mean, like what happened to Dak. But you know, Dak is like 19 and one against the NFC East in his career, right? Or the last two years, or something like that, right? right. <laughs> it is what it, it is. What it is. Hey, uh, before we go, man, I know you. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, you know. You 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 kind of squeezed us in. It was a busy week, but we can't leave without talking about the biggest the biggest conversation of boxing. I just want to hear your take, not the drama, but Bud Spence. Who's your winner? I don't have one now, man. I think I think it's a close fight. I know people don't like to hear that, and I know y'all from Dallas, Earl, my guy. I got a lot of respect for Earl and Derek James. I, I got a lot of respect for Crawford. I think it's a close 50-50 fight. You got to ask me when they get in camp so I see how they look. That's a close fight. It's going to come down to who has the better camp, better strategy, better mindset. Sometimes the fans draw a line in the sand and make it seem like one guy is just much better. Facts. They're close. They, it's, it's neither one of the guys. Both of them have their advantages. I think Earl is probably the boxer in the fight. Earl got a great jab. He showed it against Mikey Garcia and Danny Garcia. He got real good balance. And lately, besides the Ugas fight, he's been relying on his boxing skills more. He turned into an animal versus Ugas, though. Maybe that was the hometown crowd. But before that, he was boxing. And then Crawford lands these real unique, sneaky punches. They don't look like they must, but he's knocking everybody out with them. And I think Earl got to be real careful to engage him because he could get clipped. So I see Earl probably being a boxer and Terrence probably being a puncher. But both guys get stronger as the fight goes on. Absolutely. Both guys are mean. Both guys want this because their legacy's on the line. Neither one of them has beat like a Hall of Fame level fighter yet. So um, it's a big fight. But I, I don't know, man. I got to see him get signed, see how they weights look, everything. It, it, it's that close to me. I don't think one has a big advantage over the other. I hey, Coach, one more man. thing before you go. You got J-Rock back in your corner. Do you see that fire in him when he was on the road to win the world championship? Yeah, man. I, we, we, we were sparring the other day, man, and he looked good. 
He looked good. His body looked good. He's in good spirits. I'm going to tell y'all something, man. Sometimes, man, life will humble you. And, you know, Julian won that fight against Jared Hurd. And we went to go to the Rosario fight. You know, we was having a good camp. And he got sick. We didn't know that about the COVID at that time. COVID didn't come around until March of 2020. He fought that kid in January. But he had the flu. He didn't get over it and fight. He probably didn't think Rosario was the toughest opponent in the world. And what happened is one bad thing after the other started happening. You know, but the honest truth is he had a real bad flu going into that fight. But for that kind of money, you fight, you fight, you know. And I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling what happened. So I think uh, I think Julian, the kind of kid where he has to kind of just be in the environment with just me and him, nobody, he can't, he don't deal good with distractions. He the kind of kid just got to just be me and him and that's it. And if we get that environment back, he'll be fine. And then we're going to be talking about him upsetting somebody else and winning the title again. With him, it's all about the environment. But the problem that happened with him is that I was training him since 2010, right? So just imagine, he was 20 years old. So now I'm going all the way through this time with a guy that's got a family, he got children and things. So it's things that I could do with him when he was 21, 22, that I can't do with him now. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I used to come live in my house and just live in the basement. I would bring him his food. We watched videos of a fight. I'd make sure he ate. There can be no one in my house. He's he, he living like a monk, right? You know what I'm saying? He, I, I, I'm physically salmon, spinach, brown rice. Oatmeal, fruit. You know what wow. I'm saying? I'm physically doing all of this kind of stuff. Now he got a family. He got two kids of his own. He got a woman. Where things change, so so I can't treat him like a little kid anymore. Now he got to do all of those things on his own. But if we get back to those kind of things, man. He'll be just fine. It's just the environment, and he just got to just he just got to just have me over top of him. It's not a bad or a good thing. It's just the way that we got to do it. You know what I mean, and I think he could. I think he could do it again. He not shot physically. You know what I'm saying. He could still do the same stuff he did before physically. He's got to get in the right mindset. We got to have a good camp, and can't nobody bother us. You know what I mean. Like I don't want to walk around taking a 32 year old man's phone. You know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, no doubt. Who's younger? Who's younger? I say, yo, man, go turn your phone off. It's hard to do now. He's a grown man. He got kids. He got family. But that's what he needs to succeed. So we'll see. I love man. Yeah, we'll see, man. He's been looking good in the gym. Well, Coach, we really appreciate um, you taking out your time. We know this is a big week for you. I mean, it's a big big day every day for you because we live, eat, and breathe boxing. If you're in this sport, you live, eat, and Uh breathe. Whether you are a coach, whether you're a fighter, whether you're in the media – that's just what you do because we all got one common thing in common. We love the sport of boxing, mm-hmm. and we truly appreciate you uh, taking out your time to come on that show. JJ? Appreciate you, man. Good luck this weekend, and I uh, hope you guys have a happy new year. Jeff, something else going to say? Oh, I th- sorry, I, pre- I thought you were going to say. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. All right, you, you have a good one. We'll talk soon. Good luck this weekend. Yep. 
All right, Corey. That was very interesting, JJ. Shout out to um, Stephen Breadman Edwards. Uh, we look forward to going down there in Las Vegas, you know, when that fight yeah. finally gets signed, sealed, and delivered to go spend a couple of days with them in training camp to see Caleb Plant work ethic, right? I'll, look, I already think he's a good fighter. He done showed that he done been champion before. But his resurgence um, after that knockout loss, look, JJ, what I always tell you, it's not easy to become a world champion, mm -hmm. but like when you become world champion, you become world champion. The hardest thing to do Defend is when threat. you lose that belt oh, and you have to work your way back up. Caleb Plant showed me in that Darrell fight that he's back. We'll see, dude. It gets me excited, especially after the Darrell fight. It seems like Coach Coach Bredman uh, unlocks something in, in Caleb, man, that, that makes for a hell of a matchup with, with Benavidez, dude. So, And who knows? Maybe he gets a rematch with Canelo, too, so we'll see how it goes. But hey, anyway, one thing I'm gonna do. Happy birthday, man. I know you gotta go. Happy birthday to your niece, man. Uh, yeah, my little send my, my love little to niece, everybody bro. in your family, bro. Like Amanda, Joey, JT, uh, Mama Solomon, Daddy uh, Solomon, uh, everybody, them. your sister, um, your brother-in-law, tell everybody I said hello. Likewise, man. Give Taylor and the kids a big hug. I hope 2023 been treating y'all well, and uh, we'll link up. We'll see y'all real soon. Appreciate you guys. Y'all have a good night. This is JJ Solomon. This is Corey Bradshaw, Mr. RTBA. Mr. Lee Boys can't touch me on my worst day. Big Bucket Podcast.